Welcome back to Get Outside With Kids, the podcast where we inspire you to create more awesome memories outside with your family. Tonight, we're talking about a topic that is very near and dear to our hearts, and that's the topic of friendships as a parent. Jen and I uh, were very lucky to know each other. You might say that Jen recruited me not only into her neighborhood, but into parenting in general um, by some very, with some very persuasive tactics. But we were very lucky to know each other before we had kids and to then end up living very close in close proximity to one another. But we know so many people who have struggled with this idea of making friends as a parent. And tonight we wanted to invite two very special guests onto our podcast for the first time ever. Right, Jen? Oh, we're so excited to have two of our very closest friends on the podcast. One of them used to be physically the co- closest to you, Kate. And we'll get into Catherine's story uh, a little bit later on on the podcast today. But, you know, we were kind of when we were putting this together you know, part of getting outside with kids is sometimes having a parent or friend to get outside with with kids. Like, it is so much easier, especially on a day as we enter into the fall here in Canada, where the weather's looking a bit bleak. And if you can message somebody to say, hey, want to meet up at the park, or we'll walk to the library, or just frankly on the street outside, um, it just makes it so much easier if you have someone to do that with you. So, we are really thrilled to be inviting our friends Amay and Catherine into the podcast. They are longtime listeners and big fans of the show, which is great because they know how it works. Um, But they're now seeing the kind of the other side of it as our wonderful guests tonight. And what we're talking about tonight is that topic of making friends as a parent and also some really great tips in case you're like, wow, I kind of wish I had some friends like this. These women sound awesome. How do I find these kind of people? We've got some great tips for you right at the end all about that as well. We hope you enjoy this episode. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. We can't believe we have two of our very closest friends on the podcast tonight, making it work together here on a Sunday night. Three of us are logistically like hilariously on the same street, but we're all recording separately in our homes, which is actually (laughs) kind of funny to be doing this. Um, And so we are going to dive right into it here. We're talking about, uh, you know, friends, making friendships and really just the changes that have happened since we've all had kids. So Amay, I'm going to throw to you first. And, you know, what was your I didn't know you actually when you had a newborn. I, I don't think, well, none of us really knew you until you were already, you know, two kids in. So maybe throw us back to what was kind of your biggest, maybe your biggest shock, surprise, or struggle when you first became a parent to kid number one? I think the biggest shock for me was the change in access to personal time. Um, I was a very independent person before and used to doing whatever I want, whenever I want, and just kind of taking off on a whim to do things. And I think I kind of thought I could do that with a newborn. And to an extent, I <laughs> and to an extent, I tried, you know, like I've heard you all talk on this podcast before about, about like some of the trips that you may have done just to prove yourself that you could, you know, that maybe mm-hmm. in hindsight weren't the best idea. We definitely had some, some experiences like that. So I would say that was, yeah, that was maybe a big, that was a big shock for me. I feel like no one really talks about that. Everyone's like, things are going to change, but they don't really say how. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was a, that was a big shock for me. 
If you're newer to the podcast, I believe Amay might be referring to, for example, when we took our like two-month-old baby or whatever she was camping, like you said, just to prove we could. I'm like, why did we need, who was I proving it to? There was no one listening. <laughs> no one cared. Yeah. It was like, we had to pack up the entire house to do it. And Jen had some <laughs> similar kind of camping experiences. So definitely relate to that. Catherine, what about you? What do you think was your biggest shock when you became a parent? I think the thing that surprised me the most was the experience of decision fatigue. The number of decisions you have to make every single day. By the end yeah. of the day, like <laughs> after my husband was back at work and by the end of the day, he would come home. He'd be like, what are we, what do you want to have for dinner? Like, I can't decide. <laughs> I have decided so many things today about when she was going to nap, where we were going to go, what she needed to eat, when she needed to eat, how much, just so many tiny decisions um, that it, it just exhausted me. And I was really surprised by that. Yeah. And particularly when those first early days, right? I feel like every decision I had to make, I didn't know anything, right? So you're looking it up or you're reading a book or you're asking somebody every single decision. So yeah, there were no simple decisions in those first kind of new days. Jen, what would you say? I don't think I've ever asked you that question. Oh gosh, that is a good one too. I mean, I totally relate to a May and that just like heading out the door. Like I remember at one point, like six or seven weeks after my first child was born, I was like, I just want to go to the store alone. Like I needed to go to Walmart to like return something. Um, I think some maternity bras, because you don't know how they're going to fit or how your things are going to fill out until Maybe they do. And then it's, mega. You know, <laughs> right? Good <laughs> time. An impossible task. Um, yeah, an impossible and then impossible task. But then I was yeah. like, I had that moment where I realized I, I did. My husband was home and I was able to go to the store alone. I was like, I haven't been alone this entire time. And I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to be alone again. Like, I feel like I had that crushing moment of like, I have to bring this small human with me everywhere now. Like I can never just pop out of the store alone. I in fact have to bring an entire human with me everywhere I go. And like, I know you know that, like you know that, but you don't really know that until you have a literal human you have to tote with you every single place you go. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Kate, over to you. What was your biggest shock of becoming a parent? I think I was, you know, like the the massive changes to life, you know, I, I think I was expecting like total turmoil and that's kind of what it felt like, like, whoa, everything's kind of turned upside down. Um, I think, you know, kind of tying into today's topic, which is, you know, around making mum friends, I don't think I had really thought about how it would impact my friendships. And, you know, in hindsight, look, a lot of the same things as what all of you have said. I definitely feel that. But in addition to that, the friendship piece was tough. It was like I had also physically moved from where I had been living before I had my baby. Um, we moved when she was only five weeks old. Terrible decision. Terrible decision <laughs> to move at that time, but great decision because who was living next door? But Catherine just about to welcome her first baby. And I, when we moved in, we saw this pregnant woman standing there. I was like, She's my first mum friend. She's going to be the first friend I make as a mum because she's right next door. It cannot get any closer. What was magical about it is it turned out that we get on super well, a lot of the same shared values, but didn't know that at the time. It was just like, great, instant friend because she's next door. Um, but I think a lot of the friendship stuff was surprising to me that it had such a huge impact on friendships that I had at the time. I think, Catherine, because you've kind of, you grew up in Vancouver and you're still in the Vancouver area, I'm curious because you've had a lot of those sort of long-time friendships and you've got a lot of extended family in the Vancouver area. How do you say your kind of friendships and those sort of family relationships 
changed when you had kids living in the sort of your hometown? Yeah, I've reflected on that a lot because a lot of my friends are now newer friends um, because oh, like a lot us. of the friends, like everyone here today. Probably <laughs> um, made six years. Know, yeah, there's a handful <laughs> of my friends that um, that moved away that live in different areas, like the island, like down in the States. Um, and then another handful that didn't have kids, don't have kids yet. Um, and so just not having people that were in the same stage of life um, kind of drift apart a little bit. Um, so that's kind of on the friendship side of things. And on the family side of things, um, it's been really awesome to have aunts and uncles around. And uh, both my siblings moved back to BC in the last couple of years. So that's been awesome to have them back around and just kind of seeing the relationships that my kids can have um, with people like that. Um, like, especially my mom has a twin. Um, so she's kind of like a another grandparent um, like an exact that, replica. Yeah. Like exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> My kids yeah. can, t- can tell them apart from a very early age though. So no, I'm, I'm really, really lucky to have a lot of family around. Um, I don't take that for granted. And then uh, May for you, I feel like you moved in between kids, right? So you used to live in Vancouver and then you moved out to where we live now. And so how have your friendships changed as well? Because I feel like you have, you still have to have your Vancouver crew, uh, which I think is like super impressive that you're making those treks out to Vancouver. But how has that looked for you since, you know, again, leaving the city, coming out to the suburbs, obviously meeting the three of us, which has been amazing. The coolest Uh, friends you've ever met. (laughs) But also not being from Vancouver, like you're from Ottawa, the Ottawa region. So that's kind of a different dynamic. Lots of sort of stages of your life with different stages of friendships, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I love this conversation I we have Chris and I have always been a very social couple and I'm a very social human as well and have different no, strong friend groups from, not from, you. <laughs> from different parts <laughs> who me from different <laughs> different parts of my life which I'm so grateful for and uh but with the friends uh, in town and then uh, and then you all here I think I've been lucky that our friends have been making an effort you know we have certain friends in the Vancouver area who will make the trek out to the burbs to come and see us and not not everyone but most of our friends have been out a bunch of times and they continue to come out month after month and it takes two and often uh and often we're heading into vancouver too so it comes down to i don't know we really value our friendships and we really have strong we think highly of our friends and we think highly of the relationships we have so we put the effort in and sometimes it does feel like a lot but it, you, it always pays off, you know, it always pays off to keep that social connection and that face-to-face time. Like there's nothing quite like it. And, um, but I will say when we moved out here first, it was pretty lonely because it was the b- middle of COVID. It was the first summer of COVID and we didn't know anyone out here. And we kind of took a leap of faith, kind of hoping that the type of people who live in Port Moody would uh, hopefully have similar interests to us. And when, and then, so it was maybe, it was maybe six months after we moved here that I first met, um, Catherine's dad. <laughs> and that's how <laughs> I got connected with the group, which <laughs> is kind of funny. But, it was like a friend that, matchmaker. It was a friend matchmaker. And to have local friends where it's easy to get together and to have local friends who have kids the same age as you and to have local friends who have the same interests and values as you 
is such a rare thing. <laughs> I don't know. The more people that love you and that love your kids, the better, right? So it doesn't take away from other friendships. It adds, it adds, you know, and it's uh, cumulative. <laughs> so I'm grateful for that. For our, our listeners, I knew Kate from before we lived here, then Kate moved here. So we've been friends along with. Then, of course, we met Catherine because Catherine physically lives next door or used to live next door to Kate. And then May came in because of Catherine's dad uh, introduced us really like a dating group. Catherine's dad was like, this May person's great. I've got and some I, people I for you. <laughs> yeah, I've got some people for you. And then we met like outside, our kids all playing around. But I remember, I don't exactly remember the moment we met, but I remember those early meeting days. And after a few conversations, I was like, hold on, she got two kids. She also likes hiking and skiing and camping. I was like, oh, and she lives in the same neighborhood. And I was like, yes, this one's in for sure. Um, you know, that really ticks all the boxes. And I, I mean, I feel like that's how it really went. I was like, oh, she's in, done. We've added a friend to the friend group. Just as simple as that. Um, Jen and I were kind of reflecting on this earlier before we started recording with you two and like how you actually make friends. Because I think the reason, one of the reasons we started our podcast is because Jen and I both knew mum friends who were kind of lonely and who didn't have anybody to bounce ideas off of, who didn't have anybody to sort of say to them like, hey, that's just a, that's just a phase that's going to pass. And it really made us then reflect on like, well, how do you go about it? <laughs> like, what is it that makes a friend, a mum friend kind of stick and not just sort of this superficial like, hey, we're both going to go to story time at the library again where they're going to sing the same songs and they're, you know, and you actually want to hang out with them afterwards. I think one of the big ones that you've kind of hit on, May is the proximity piece, like the ability to be able to not get in a car to go and drive 45 minutes back to where you used to live in Vancouver. <laughs> that is a big effort, you know, like the ability to be able to see friends on short notice who live close by um, is like something that I, I definitely took for granted before having kids. It's just like, it's such an effort. The freaking car seats guys, like <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> what else do you think, Catherine? Like when you're, you've been making new friends since having kids, like if I'm being honest here, I haven't made a lot of new friends since having kids. There's like us here and I'm like we're really good this is great I'm not sure how many more I want to add but you know when I'm thinking about it like there's probably things we're unconsciously noticing about other mums what do you think it is Catherine that you're looking for in other uh I mean it could be parents but normally I think we're talking about mum friends since having kids there's like an ease of the conversation that happens when you meet someone who kind of clicks with you a little bit um you kind of easily find new topics to talk about and you don't get that kind of awkward date like so how many siblings do you have <laughs> that sounds like a first date and i've had a mum date like that i've had a couple like that that was so <laughs> awkward and you're just like why can't i find my words and you can't seem to find any words either <laughs> those moments feel i feel like it is like a dating thing um, you know, when you've been making friendships since having kids, Amay, is there anything else that you think has made it easier? Oh, uh, I don't know. Probably just like the willingness to want to see something in someone, you know, like I think I've probably met people in my life where I felt at capacity with friends and then maybe not made as much of an effort mm -hmm. to, to open myself up to something like that because mm -hmm. it can take effort to start new friendships and it can take effort to 
maintain friendships. Um, so I think being like both parties being open to the effort that kind of takes at the beginning of new friendships. And I think just, just being, I don't know, this sounds so popular right now to say just being like being able to be vulnerable with someone and then have that be received in a way that doesn't make you feel yucky, you know, mm-hmm. being vulnerable and then having, and then feeling safe in that vulnerability and not kind of coming away from it, feeling, I don't know, unsupported or un- misunderstood and just feeling heard and feeling seen is such a cool thing to experience with a new person. Yeah. I really like that. I think at the beginning, I don't know if you guys all went to, but I went to a lot of these, like, you know, like the mom meetups, like the mommy story times when you're just with your one little baby. And I really struggled to keep going to those because it felt like this group was all about like, it was like the Instagram of babies, right? Everyone dressed their babies perfectly and everyone had these perfect organic snacks and everything was about how great everything was. And I was like, but who here wants to talk about the stuff that's really not going well and not just like, oh, I didn't sleep again last night. Ha ha ha. But like to your point about like vulnerability, it felt like a lot of these groups were and maybe it's the people I happened to meet. It was that very surface level conversation and no one was really sharing anything about parenting other than like, here's how I make all of my organic baby food. And I was like, this is not the group for me. <laughs> like, this is not, this is not my safe space that, that, that feels right for me to connect with. Like, I want to connect with moms who are sharing about the challenges they're having uh, maybe with their partner because, you know, we've just added a human being to their lives or like the challenges, other challenges that are going on postpartum, as opposed to just having that like Instagram reel of being a new parent that it just, again, it doesn't feel very supportive. One of the things that allows us to kind of have have even mental space for friendships is that time away from our kids. Um, and I know that we've all we've all talked we all talk a lot about this, like how you make sure, and it's kind of constantly in flux. And Amay, I thought you had such an interesting experience recently with your trip to Ireland with your partner without kids um, and the perspective that kind of you got from that about, you know, time with your kids, time without your kids, time with your partner, without your partner, how you balance all of that. Can you share a little bit about that? I think you might be referring to a conversation we had just about the space that Chris and I had while we were away to kind of think about processes that are working and not working in our day-to-day life and the hustle and having that space away from it made us able to see it a bit more clearly and to come up with some strategies that I don't know a few of the things we've still kept in place and that was kind of the end of August like you said it helped us appre- I mean always when you step away it always makes you kind of appreciate what you have at home once you're once you're uh, once you're back which also was very much needed at the time and while we were on our trip we just wanted to hang out with each other you know we weren't trying to es- escape from the hustle we were just kind of resetting and that was needed and it's definitely carried into this fall so I'm grateful that we had that time and Catherine, I feel like, you know, I feel like you and your partner do a pretty good job of also kind of carving out that time for the two of you. I mean, you have some great family support who are uh, great at helping out with the kids. And so, you know, tell us about like how you guys prioritize that time with each other. And I mean, you are super into so many sports. Catherine here is a former ski race champion. Can I say that, Catherine? Super <laughs> many into skiing. Sports, Catherine? You, like, too many, many sports, Catherine. <laughs> 
I know. First of all, the skiing, the biking. What was it the other day? We're talking about the pool and Catherine, you just dropped like, oh, yeah, I used to swim competitively. And me and Amay were like, of, of course, of course Catherine you used to swim competitively. <laughs> of course you did. So you have all of these like, you know, you're super active and you're amazing at keeping those things up. But then also to Amay's point, like, how do you balance taking the time with your partner um, in addition to doing those things? So I'd love for you to share a little bit about that, too. Yeah, I think I've always really prioritized my physical health um, and you know, since having kids, the amount of time you have narrows down. And I've learned I also have to prioritize my social side of things. Mm. Um, otherwise, it doesn't happen. <laughs> right? Um, like, if you don't make time for it, it just gets absorbed into all the other things um, that you have to do. And so yeah, like I was mentioning at the beginning, really lucky to have a lot of family support. And so usually we do get to have, um, you know, a night where we, kids go to grandma's house or and so then we're able to have that time together um, to, like Amaya said, ch chat about what are some of the things that are working, what do we want to do more of, what do we want to do differently, um, you know, maybe have a fight in there when the kids aren't around. You never know what might come up. Pop one of those um, in just to keep it real. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's like really a, like a lovely time. Other times it's a harder conversation that needs to be had. Um, but then usually it's kind of it's great to have had the opportunity to hash that out in a full conversation and then kind of go back to parenting. Whereas, and I'll bring it back to the friendship thing. Like, I don't know, Kate, if we had a full conversation in the first year of our friendship because our kids were always interrupting us. So it's like, I think yeah. I like this person. I think we have similar <laughs> values, but I'm not a hundred percent sure because- get that baby away from her. <laughs> <laughs> I've only ever heard half of the response she might have to a question. Catherine, I know you were thinking a little while and I can't remember the exact equation. You had a little equation for like Catherine's happiness equals this plus that. Plus this. Can you tell us what were the parts in that? Because I loved hearing that and I've now forgotten the different elements. So where I'd gotten to was that every week I need to do an adrenaline sport. So you're talking about my biking, <laughs> my skiing, something like that. Um so once a week, it's something that really gets me my adrenaline up. Once a month, it's amazing if I can spend a night not at my house. So in the mm. summer, that's usually camping. Um, maybe it's going to visit grandparents. Uh, maybe it's booking a cabin, Whistler getaway or something like that. Um, but ideally, that's like once a month. Um, but I hadn't quite figured out the social thing. So like, how often do I need to be social? Um so you guys can help me out with that. Maybe it's like a every bi-weekly. Night. Every, every night. night. We're just yeah. going to hang out every night forever. <laughs> and that'll probably be enough for you. You might say it'd be too much. Yeah. I think when you put those actual frequencies on it and then you look at what actually you've done, like I had a couple of weeks recently where work was a little bit heavy and, you know, there was a few things going on and exercise just dropped completely off. Socializing dropped completely off. And I was like, it's weird how I feel kind of crappy right now. Like, it's so weird. I'm like, is it weird? Like Kate's <laughs> equation for happiness would have had those things in it. And if they're just zeros, it's not surprising. Jen and I came up with a rapid fire, would you rather round of questions for you two that we want to take you through now. Okay. And we're going to ask each of you. So we'll do rapid fire and then I'll say like a mate and then I'll say Catherine and then we'll switch for the next one. Okay. So would you rather a may? Would you rather have a newborn who doesn't sleep or a toddler who doesn't nap? A newborn who doesn't sleep. I will take I will take the toddler who doesn't nap. Okay, Catherine, would you rather hike with your kids on a blistering hot day or a freezing, freezing cold day? I will take 
the cold because I can bundle them up. I can always keep them warmer. But once you get a hot baby, it's game over. Ah, gross. Remember hot babies and they're all sweaty and like, ugh. And they still want to breastfeed. Yeah, Yeah. and you're like, why would you want a drink of warm milk? Let's just, ugh. Yeah, okay. Am I? I would pick snow too or cold. Okay, so on that note then, and may up to you, do you love or hate other people's kids' birthday parties? Share your thoughts rapidly. I'm a chatter. I love to chat. I love to meet new people. Love seeing the kids run around. Love, mostly. <laughs> All right, and Catherine, love or hate other people's kids' birthday parties? I mostly like them, I would say. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stick on the love side. So I'm, the, I'm the only... Ba- I'm the only bitter person here. Apparently, it's just me. I love your kids' birthday parties, just not like extended kids. You know? I loved Catherine's kid birthday party because I just dropped my kid off. I don't even think we stopped the car. We're like, actually, let's see you. Have fun. It was great. <laughs> and then we came and picked her up. She'd had a blast and I had had to do nothing. I was amazing. Um, the ones that are tougher, I think, are like at a venue where you're like awkwardly mm-hmm. hanging out with somebody while your kid runs around like, and it's all like intense noise. And there's, I went to one that was three hours and he couldn't leave three hours all right final rapid fire question and we're gonna answer this one quickly don't even think about it guys Catherine, who would you rather hang out with jen or kate you guys don't come separately so (laughs) impossible answer (laughs) trip you guys up here ma ma what's your response (laughs) i choose two Don't make me do this. Just trying to mess with you, two. <laughs> um, just trying to mess with you. Uh, oh, all right. So, so since you two um, have listened to our show before, you know we like to talk about epic fails. Does one of you have a story you want to share about an epic fail with your kids when you were trying to get outside with them and things did not go according to plan? The first thing that came to my mind was the worst camping trip we had at Golden Years. My son was just about two. My daughter was just four and it was just before the heat dome and so it was so hot and you've already heard me say that hot kids I'm not I'm not (laughs) into it it's really far from that campground to get to the beach Mm -hmm. and so it was a trek by the time we got back to the campsite we were all hot again um and my son at that age just was basically trying to kill himself he would just launch himself (laughs) into the fire pit you know and there wasn't fires at that point in the summer, but it's sooty, it's black. He would be swinging the axe around if we turned our back for a second. <laughs> um, at one point, he had a water bottle, and our gas tank doesn't have the typical screw lid. It just you just open it and you just stick the gas in it. So he had the water bottle jammed into our gas tank in the car. And was, yeah, and was trying to fill <laughs> oh our God. gas tank up with water. So we almost got stuck there forever. Um, it was just, we, I just remember my husband and I looking at each other and be like, do we actually like camping? Like, is this fun? Are we doing this for fun? Um, and yeah, seriously, considering not camping for a while after that. And I think a month later, it was a lot better, um, different, different experience, but man, that was a tough trip. And it was so close to home. We were like, we could just be home right now. Should yeah, we just go home? Point? What <laughs> yeah. is the point? What are we doing? We're just, I feel yeah. like you came home. Did you come home from that trip and go directly to the island because of the heat dome? I feel like I remember you came home yeah, the same day right. and then left immediately again. Yeah. When we got home, the townhouse was already about 40 degrees. There was no hope in sight of it cooling down. We didn't have, we don't have AC. We don't have anything. Um, so my in-laws have a place on the island 
jumped on the next ferry we could and got out of town. <laughs> Without water in the gas tank. I had never heard Without. that. Hashtag no. not I a Tesla. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, May, what have you got? An epic fail story with your kids. <laughs> of course, there are many. And I'm feeling a bit stumped, but the one that it comes to mind was, it was a Tofino camping trip. <laughs> we go every year in June. I know you all have all had um, epic fails in Tofino too, but this was a couple of years. This is maybe this, around the time that I met you all, actually. We went to Tofino. We stopped in Port Alberni to pick up some salmon from one of my husband's colleagues. And my son was playing on the grass. He was eight or nine months at the time playing on the grass. And we look over and his mouth is all black. And we're like, what did you just eat? Like little tiny mushrooms all over the grass. And he had like the fibrils, like the fibers of the muff of the mushrooms all over his mouth. We're in Port Alberni on our way to the middle of nowhere, had to call poison control. And they were great. We had a great experience with them, but we were two hours in Port Alberni while we waited for like the mushroom expert to ID the mushrooms to make sure we didn't have to rush to the medical center. And then to top it off that trip, it's his first time, it was his first camping trip. And it, it was like, I would wake up in the morning and my girlfriends I was camping with, they're like, are you okay? <laughs> I was like, I don't think I am, you know? Like, it was almost like, is it worth it? Kind of like what you said, Catherine, like, do we like camping? You know, some of the worst sleeps I've ever had were on that <laughs> trip. <laughs> and so anyway, I would say that's, that's a fail. Some of the worst sleeps you've ever had. If you're listening to this and you've never gone camping with your kids, you're like, and I never will. Um, <laughs> to, to round this out, Catherine, can you tell us what are you looking forward to in the future with and without your kids? I'm really looking forward to this ski season with the kids. Um, I think they're going to really be able to really get into the feeling of it this year. Um, they were really close at the end of last season um, and they both have been talking about it a ton. We went up to Gross a few weeks ago um, to see the bears and they were just so excited to be up there and without them hmm what just more adventures as well like when i was thinking about um what we're going to chat about today about making friends um i think some of the best ways to make friends is having adventures with them you know sometimes those adventures don't go to plan we call it type two fun when it's not really fun when you're having it, but the story you come back with is really great. Um, and so I think of that uh, hike we did up golden ears um, a few years back and we literally had to take the picture of us and Photoshop in the background because there, you could not see a single ounce of the view. Um, but I, I love the memories of that trip and grabbing that McDonald's on the way home was like probably the best McDonald's I've ever had. Um so yeah, lots more adventures. I I can't even just pick one. Awesome. Amay, what are you looking forward to in the future with and without your kids? Oh, this is a great this is a great question. Part partly I'm looking forward to more kind of small wins, which I know we've all talked about before, like those unexpected milestones that are really big milestones, like your kid doing up their seatbelt by themselves or their kid putting on their shoes by themselves. So I'm looking forward to more of those, to more independent time with the kids. And um, we're starting to see that, which feels really, really great. I, I echo what Catherine said. I think skiing this year is going to be really fun. Uh, just having them be that one year older and kind of we know the drill and 
I've told you all before, I'm very excited to be a little ski family because my family, I didn't grow up skiing. So I'm really looking forward to creating those memories outside with the kids. And without the kids, like I was talking about at the beginning, kind of getting back to my uh, routines and some some bigger adventures too. um, I think that would be, that would be pretty great. And I think sleeping, I'm really looking forward to sleeping (laughs) more as the kids get a bit older, just in general with and without kids. Um, Hoping that comes sooner than later because we're still not. (laughs) Good goal, Um, sleeping. Yeah, sleeping. I know it's it's a simple thing. I'm a simple. (laughs) Well, thank you both so much for being here. We kind of, uh, you know, (laughs) invited, we invite you guys, we kind of like invite told you guys to come on the podcast, like just a couple (laughs) of days ago. We're like, you two on the podcast. We've already signed you up. we, Kate was like, if you want to. And I was like, no, you must, because it's a <laughs> test of our friendship together, of course. Uh, but we do thank you guys for being here. But most importantly, I was like, how awesome is it that we found amazing friends who live so close, who have like all these amazing adventures with? Like, I think we're so lucky to have found women who have, you know, kids the same ages. So we're kind of in that same life stage, but also that to me, I'm like, I like hanging out with you guys without our kids. You know, the kids don't have to be there for us to actually have um, a good time with. And I know that's what really sticks for both myself and Kate. If you're listening and you think, wow, I don't have friends like that. I also would say it's not too late. I think that's what can feel really strange about adult friendships, particularly adult friendships with kids, is you feel like everybody else has gotten into a groove of it. But like, I know my parents made some of their best adult friends once their kids started school. And, you know, there's there's different phases of your kid's life. And if you're listening into our amazing friends, you're like, how do I meet some of them? There are so many different ways you can do it. And I think looking for that connection, like Catherine was saying, looking for that like spark, that like ease of conversation um, and to, to realize that like it doesn't matter when you make the mum friends. It doesn't have to be at a baby group. It doesn't have to be when you have a baby. And there's lots of opportunities to connect with lots of other people. And, uh, you know, now that I'm friends with all of you, it's a lifelong commitment. I hope you recognize that, that you're never, ever not being. But anyway, it doesn't have to be like that in that um You don't have to have already made the friends before your kids start school. There's so many opportunities ahead of you. And what we wanted to share tonight was not to say we have the only, the only way to make friends, but to say that there's, there's lots of awesome parents out there. And that if you're feeling lonely and like parenting is really hard for you, there are definitely people in your community, in your neighborhood who are feeling the same way. And if you can find a way to connect with them, maybe through somebody's dad, which is a random connection, maybe it's just putting yourself out there and introducing yourself to somebody new um, and seeing how it goes, it will pay off. Yeah. And I think not being afraid to ask for a number, um, you know, if you've seen somebody <laughs> at the park a, little. a couple of times <laughs> and then send out the easy text of like, hey, kids and I are going to this park. If we see you there, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, and that is just, nice. Just doing those like really low barrier yeah. hangouts um, and just sending out those text messages. Something super easy. Yeah. Yeah. Make it easy. <laughs> If you have enjoyed listening to our podcast, we hope you hit subscribe wherever you are listening in. We are on all the major podcast platforms. Um, and come and say hi to our friends. Share some of your friends over on Instagram at Get Outside With Kids. Uh, we share our 
favorite moments from the from the podcast each week, as well as funny things and antics both ourselves and our kids are up to. We will be back next week again with another great episode, hopefully inspiring you to make some friends and ultimately spend more time outside with your kids.